0: In my many years of experience, I can tell you now that it's something much deeper that you're likely not even aware of yet. It's like a client who comes to you saying they need a website or Facebook ads or maybe a mobile app developed, but they don't even realize the deeper challenge or opportunity that's blocking them from success. Now, if you'd like to find out what your deeper challenge is, then I want to invite you to apply for a YouGurus strategy call where we'll dig into those underlying issues and get you moving forward like never before. The aha moments will shift the way you think forever, and you'll finally get the answers as to why your business hasn't taken off. The number one most important decision to rapidly grow your business starts by booking your strategy call. Go to yougurus.com apply to start your application process for this free call. Once again, go to yougurus.com apply to get started. All right, let's introduce today's guest. What's up podcast listeners, digital agency owners, welcome to another episode of the Digital Agency Show. I'm your host, Brent Weaver, and today we are hanging out with Max Trailer. He is a process to product specialist. He has worked with a few hundred agencies to help them do this. He's been a HubSpot uh, inbound speaker at their inbound conference. He's got over 50 recommendations on LinkedIn. And on his own podcast, he starts every episode by opening a beer and little known fact, he is the number eight best, eighth best paintball player in the world. Max Trailer, welcome to the program. Thank you
1: so much, Brent. You know, I can barely use that last accolade. I've told myself once I get into double digits,
0: it's not even worth it. like once you become the number 11th paintball player is that is that it's like exactly
1: well no even 10 i'd stop talking about it but the problem is i was never told that like golf is a sport if you're if you have good hand-eye coordination you should just play golf because you could play it forever somehow i thought paintball was a good idea it's not a good idea there's no money in it save yourself the 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 havoc
0: so tell us a little bit about your uh, your consultancy. You, your homepage has process to product specialist. Paint us a picture of your uh, your agency or your your provider uh, service right now.
1: Yeah, I help marketing and sales consultants. Not that I can't help other consultants. I just I know what I'm talking about in sales and marketing, so it helps a lot. So I help sales and marketing consultants productize their intellectual property. And, uh, you know, not everybody is going to immediately understand what I'm talking about. So I'm talking about, you know, everybody provides a service, but the real value of that service is the how-to, it's not the do. Uh, And there's such strong market forces today. Thank you, big software companies like HubSpot, dumping millions of dollars to educate the market. But the challenge is now now there's thousands of people that can push the buttons. They know how to do things so that you know that really that bubble of unique service provider that we had for the past 10 years and everyone would go oh i have to go to an agency to get this work done that's not true anymore they can hire people that have gotten this training they can work with freelancers that are out of india and charge next to nothing these are i mean these are really talented people that have the same access to information we do so the difference maker today is how you accomplish things, the strategy, the knowledge, the expertise that we have as agencies, as personal brands, as subject matter experts. And the way you improve your business in a world like this is to sell strategy and build, build your business around strategy. Think about business models where you can help more than one person at a time group coaching, online courses, licensing programs. There's plenty of examples, but that's really the mindset of people that are taking advantage of this commoditized workplace and are actually using those market forces to propel their business rather than burying themselves in the sand.
0: You you mentioned a few uh, potential deliverables in terms of what this might look like in terms of a product. Can you kind of just dive deep on an example of this. So if I'm a service provider, I'm an agency out there, I'm building websites, I'm doing digital marketing. What does it actually look like for me? What does a, a finished story look like after working with you of how you'd add value to my business?
1: Yeah, here, here's step one for those playing the home game. And this will be, be like mind-blowing and earth-shattering for most people. It's not the end game in my book, but it's a critical first step And it's fine if you get off the train at at stop number one. If you're selling blogs, don't do that. Sell content strategy. If you're selling websites, don't do that. Sell website strategy. If you're selling balloons, stop blowing up the damn balloons and start teaching people how to blow up balloons. Every service has a how-to, has knowledge behind it. And that's what's unique. And so we have to learn to package that and deliver that knowledge and an actionable strategy for our customers so that they can take advantage of the freelance labor force. You know, the Bureau of Labor Statistics is calling the gig network the industrial revolution of our time. So you can either be, you know, think about the industrial revolution. You can either be uh, the third person on the assembly line, barely feeding your family, giving yourself a golf clap because you have a job, or you can be like Mr. Ford and say, wait a minute, maybe I should create processes. Maybe I should create methodologies that allows me to take advantage of this new readily available labor force.
0: So is is the potential then in just taking that information and then teaching other people that are like me to do that? Or is there value in that continuing to be a part of how I deliver services as an agency? So like once I get my process mapped out and trademarked or whatever, is that going to actually help me be more valuable in the marketplace? Or is the, is really the offer to take that and start teaching other people like me how to apply my process to their own business? Well, I I think there's a space for both of those things. You know, the, the critical first step is that you
1: have a strategy. That's how you win the game is a good strategy. Now, some clients aren't going to be able to find their way out of the bathroom and they're going to need help to the finish line. So strategy is step one. You have to implement that strategy, but that's when most people screw up. That's when people go from an indispensable partner to a completely, you know, write them off, commoditize, totally dispensable, fire you for my cousin Barry that just graduated college. Thank you very much. He knows how to build websites. So we screw it up. It's like suits and ladders. You can go down really fast and you'll never get back up to the top. A lot of people will sell strategy. They start off as a strategic advisor. Three months later, they've been writing blogs and fixing websites. And the CEO (laughs) doesn't know you from employee number 45.
0: So if I'm in that situation with a client, how do I get myself out of that? if, If I've already dug that hole, or is this just something I can implement with like new clients moving forward? It's so hard. You know, first impressions are
1: everything, you know? And when somebody sees you as a lesser being, there's really, no way to, there's really no way to sugarcoat that. Like if you go in and you're providing uh, strategic help to a CEO, he sees you on the same level, right? All of a sudden you become a project manager, you're no longer on his level. You don't get their time, you don't get their respect. If then you stop doing project management and you start writing the content, now you're a content writer and you're fighting with every single person on Xeris, writer access, fill in your freelance network. It's really difficult to get back. Like, have you ever sold somebody a website and then gone back and say, hey, you know, now it's time to work on your marketing strategy. <laughs> no.
0: Yes. If you didn't bring that up at the first part, right? It's a little tricky for
1: sure. Yeah, no, you can't. Uh, look, I've, no, you can't do it. <laughs> I, if you've ever done it, I'll I'll buy you a beer and you can tell me <laughs> I've how done I've done
0: it. I've done it. I'm not saying it's easy, but you definitely have to basically, you know, you have to essentially reacquire them as a lead and well, re-
1: Brent. Now I have to now I have to buy you a beer and learn how you went upstream. It's like a little, you know, it's possible salmon do it, but every single fish on the planet's going, what the hell did that salmon just do? I can't figure it out. <laughs> So like, here's an idea, start at the top, stay at the top. And the yeah. practical advice, you know, to answer your question, I got off on a tangent, but the practical advice is, if you sell strategy, continue to be the strategist and, and understand your role that is separate from implementation, but critical to it, right? Like, uh, like I'm a, I, you know, I'm from Boston, so hey, Patriots just won, that's great. But the coach doesn't come up with a strategy and then hop on the field and help them implement it. He doesn't, he observes from the sidelines. He observes, he puts what's happening through the ticker, the the all valuable strategic brain. And when they get back to the bench, he gives them recommendations for what to do on the next play. He is critical to the phase of implementing the recommendations, but he does not touch that football. If he did, he'd be cannibalizing his own value as a coach.
0: So how does the small agency, one, two people, right? How did they, that, that, that are currently in that position where they're doing the strategy, but they're also doing some of the work. Is there any tips or tricks you have to help them keep up in that strategy bucket without going on the field or, uh, how to go on the field and come back? Like how, how does the one person agency that's in this space do that? Or is it the only solution that they have to feel the team?
1: I think I understand your question. And, and my answer is that everyone's running around with 100-pound weights on their feet. You will not be able to accomplish what I'm talking about if you continue to be the full-service, pick-from-my-menu, I'm-everything-to-everybody agency. It, this industry is too saturated, and there are too many millions and billions of dollars going into cloning you right now. How many hundreds of agencies and freelancers do you think are getting trained to provide the exact same menu of services that are on your website? The only thing that you can do is focus in a commoditized market. In a saturated market, you win with segmentation. You have to be and a sought after expert, and you can't be the sought after expert in marketing. That train has left. You can't even be the sought after marketer for B2B software. You can't be the sought after marketer for marketing software. You got to keep peeling back the layers. You have to solve a specific problem for a specific type of person. And don't, do not give me a menu of services. All that means is that you're sacrificing control. The more services you have, the more administrative burden comes up. You're an order taker. You got to be intentional today. You got to say, I am best at solving this specific problem for this specific type of person. And for all that other business, I I give it to my strategic partners. And guess what? When I give my strategic partners business for Website creation for social media management for content production they reciprocate, but they give me a client that's exactly like my ideal uh, my ideal account that's uh, that wants what I have
0: so max I'm curious why um, why this business for you like what originally attracted you to helping agencies and marketing and sales uh, consultants to package up their IP. Like I get at the market level, I get at the big picture level. Like there's some, macros, there's some forces at play here of why you need to specialize and why you need to, uh, to package this stuff. But like, why is this something that gets you up in the morning?
1: I, uh, I grew up wondering why my dad never went to work. He would work from home. He'd sit in his office and sometimes he'd say, uh, Max, we're not going to school today. We're going to Disney world. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I didn't understand why things were like that. And I'd walk into his office and he he would tell me the story. I thought he was printing money at home. (laughs) I walked into his office. and I said, dad, where do you make the money? And I was looking at the printers he had. And he was like, well, Max, I don't, I don't print money. That's illegal. But he would, he would repeat to me. This was the mantra when I was five years old. I have a digital scalable residual business model. And I'd look at him like any five-year-old and he goes, well, you know, that means I do something once and I get paid forever. You might call it mailbox money. You know, there's a lot of names for it. Make money while you sleep. But that was the point. That was why I had such a great relationship with my dad, and I had so much fun as a kid. So here I am, running a marketing agency many years later, and all I knew is that it was the exact opposite of a digital, scalable, residual business (laughs) model. In fact, every objective that I gave to myself, every goal that I had, that I hit, life would would get a little worse. Mm. I doubled the amount of customers. I doubled the amount of employees, but During that process, I tripled the amount of work for myself, you know, working 80 hour weeks, coming home and, and being, uh, you know, to my wife now, but girlfriend at the time, you know, short and tired and and didn't have time for anything. I was moving in the opposite direction. But one day I accidentally experienced this phenomenon of making money while I slept. I created a repeatable process for a content strategy. It was a simple workshop, simple templated content strategy, and uh, we started to get so successful selling and delivering that content strategy that we started to license it to other agencies. And we had this model where, you know, when when other agencies would sell this product, we would get thousand dollars. It was it was licensing revenue. And I'll never forget the time that I woke up in the middle of the night. It was two in the morning. I had a little jingle. Uh, on my emails that came from PayPal. I set it up so there was a, a cha-ching when I got an email <laughs> from PayPal. And there was this agency in Australia that would, that would sell them you know, maybe you know, once every two weeks or something. And I'd be woken up in the middle of the night by this sound cha-ching. And what was my scope of work? What was my obligation? Press the green button, money into bank account. Now here I am driving into my office, looking around and asking myself, what do I have to do? In this agency business, I had about 10 employees, a little over a million dollars, so nothing special. But um, I'd go in and think about if I wanted to make $1,000, I had to manage a $10,000 retainer. I had to babysit my employees. I had to put out fires when they got it wrong. I, that was a full-time job to get me that $1,000. And I just said, you know, enough of this. I've seen the end of the rainbow. I've experienced money while I sleep. And when I stepped away from my agency business, and started to breathe and think about it, I realized that there's a lot of other people out there that are experts, that have unique intellectual property, uh, they, have, they have knowledge from past careers that's priceless, and they're running on a hamster wheel. They're robbing themselves of their creativity, their entrepreneurial spirit. And since, since 2013, I, I've seen too many agencies, too many specifically the subject matter experts, the people that start the agencies with the best intentions bury themselves in a in a business model that is a mirage. There is no water out there in that desert. So I chose to give people the gift that I was given, that digital scalable residual mantra and find people that are brilliant. And all it takes for me is just to slow down a little bit. If you slow down a little bit and look from side to side, you'll see that there's other business models there and you'll recognize that it's your knowledge that provides value. So sell that and tell the other side of the business to take a hike.
0: That's a pretty good answer to the uh, the why this for you. I love, I love the story about your uh, your father. I've got a four-year-old. So uh, I do a lot of work from home and I'm, I'm thinking to myself like, what's, what's he gonna grow up and think about what I do for a living, right? Not going,
1: he's not gonna grow <laughs> up thinking, man, I can't wait to find my nine to five. He's not gonna actually i got i
0: was i was uh this is kind of a tangent but i was uh getting ready for a webinar today and i sometimes will play music really loud like kind of getting in the zone of like delivering our training and stuff and just getting those last few things done just like you know cranking cranking it out and uh i guess my son said this to my wife said uh here i'll pull up my phone because i don't want to i don't want to butcher it it was it was so golden uh, I hear that music in Dad's office. It's so loud. I bet he's just dancing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that compared to uh, where is Dad? Why isn't he? Why isn't he? <laughs> When's he gonna come back? And I, you know, I joke about it, and I'm I, I apologize for joking about it. But you know, that's that's what's really wrong uh, today. We, we have video call. I'm, I'm looking at your face right now. There's no reason to uh, believe that the popularized business model of you know, a business owner taking three years of personal and financial investment in a physical location and a bunch of employees that are probably gonna leave in the first year. I get it. For some people, that's the dream, but other people have a vision and that business model is the exact opposite of how to achieve that vision. A lot, a lot of us start in this space coming out of a previous nine to five career, and we want a lifestyle business, our main objective is to spend time with our family. But you're choosing a path that is a paradox. The better you get at delivering a service, the worse you will get at being a dad. (laughs) And that's where you come in. So let's talk specifically (laughs) about... (laughs) Hey, look, that's the path I've chosen. I'm probably not the
0: best in the world at it, but that's my mindset. That's (laughs) what I want to think about. Hey, what's up, digital agency owners? Are you currently an SEO agency or an agency that offers SEO services to your clients? I have some exciting news for you today. There's a platform called SEO Monitor that is built specifically to help digital agencies provide more effective SEO campaigns for their clients, ultimately helping you guys make more money and be more profitable. SEO Monitor is the only SEO platform that is actively working for you as an agency, Their platform is laser-focused on companies that are offering SEO services to their clients, providing deep insights on keywords, campaign-level reporting, and also a topic explorer that's going to help you provide better keyword research for your clients. Their platform understands the dynamics of running multiple SEO campaigns and also managing multiple clients under one platform. One of my favorite tools within the SEO Monitor platform is their forecasting tool. This tool literally allows you to forecast the value of SEO services so that you can go back to your clients and help pitch them on higher value services, which is totally in alignment with everything that YouGurus teaches. SEO Monitor offers a world-class support team, so they're there when you need them, and they have top-level service-level agreements to make sure that your agency is always able to deliver to your clients. If you want to find out more about the SEO Monitor and YouGuru's partnership, go to SEO Monitor forward slash D-A-S for Digital Agency Show. That's seomonitor.com forward slash D-A-S. On that page, there's more information about how SEO Monitor is going to help you level up your SEO game, deliver better results to your clients, and become more profitable. There's links out to their free Topics Explorer tool, which is pretty awesome, free for anybody to use, and I highly recommend it. They also have information about their Spark program, which is a $5,000 grant for SEO agencies or companies that are focused on SEO that have been in business for less than three years. So check that out at seomonitor.com forward slash D-A-S. All right, let's get back to our program. So what's, let's get into some some specifics about packaging ip for agencies kind of where they can start Now, obviously uh you do this for a living so i'm not trying to ask you to come in and like you know get us six minute abs in in 30 minutes right uh over the course of of the rest of our conversation but you know when when i'm sitting there thinking about what i do what are some of those first steps things i can start thinking about if this is something that i've heard you know max and brent talking about this if this is something that i actually want to pursue what are some of those things i can start doing to make this happen, to make that digital, scalable, residual revenue happen in my business?
1: Yeah. So the, the first thing is to really define knowledge and how it's applied in your business or, or define expertise or define IP. The way I look at it is that, you know, if you're consulting with somebody and you're consulting one-to-one, there's a pattern for what you do. There's inputs, your eyes, your ears, they take in inputs. It's client context. Uh, you ask them questions, they give you answers. Then it goes through this filter in your brain of a lifetime of insights and stuff that you've learned. And the inputs go through that filter. And what comes out of your mouth is these expert recommendations. You've turned inputs into outputs. And it's that knowledge, it's that experience that have allowed you to go from inputs to outputs. Now, now you do that today as a consultant. Everybody does that. Most of them, and Most people don't charge for it. That's a dog. Uh, most people don't charge <laughs> for it. But even when people do charge for it, as a consultant, they've given themselves the limitation of being present. I now have to be here in order to help Brent go from A to B. But if you start documenting and start recognizing the patterns in the inputs, you'll realize that you don't need to be there to ask those questions. You could create a video, you create a workbook, uh, you create some workshops and recreate the experience of you pulling input inputs out of people using those types of tools. Now, insights, how do you communicate the insights over the years? You teach people that, you know, that's the teaching part. You got to have videos. You got to have visuals to to give people, you know, those insights. And then, you know, now it comes back to how do I make recommendations or how do I get the validation of what I should be doing? and in that case i would recommend you know looking at what you do hearing people and making recommendations and saying well wait a minute why don't i put a group of my clients together so that they can peer to peer create those recommendations and create some confidence in their action plans so at the end of the day you know a consultant has input insights and output and the mindset all you have to do is think about well, how can I recreate that experience without me physically being there? And boom, you've got productized intellectual property and uh, there's a million and one business models that you could choose to apply it. I'm only really qualified to help people do what I did because I did it. And I don't really feel comfortable telling people to you know, work with me to do something I've never done before.
0: Is there any risk in... Because I see a lot of people talking about productizing their services, productizing their IP, right? Uh, is this getting to be a more and more crowded space right now? You know, that there's people out there that have courses or frameworks, right, to to do everything that we need to do in our businesses. Do you see productization or this intellectual property space getting more crowded of you know, people having, you know, every, it's like tripping over courses online, right? There's like a course for everything out there. Like, how do you make your stuff different? And is there just like how the the gig economy or the actual services and these software companies kind of commoditized services? Are you seeing any pressure on, on commoditizing the actual intellectual property? Yeah. So,
1: you know, the reality is there's a market force that none of us can escape and that's creative destruction. It's basically a law that anything new won't be new for very long. And because of technology, because of internet, because of free education in most cases, that process of creative destruction has accelerated, i.e. these specialized marketing services that 10 years ago you could charge value-based pricing and today you're competing against Ahmed, you know, who's selling it for pennies on the dollar and is probably better than you, by the way, because he's got nothing to do but learn. So it yes it will become commoditized which again is the reason that you have to focus if you focus on something today and you're the first mover you can be a leader in that mini market and no matter how deeply you focus today there will be a whole host of competitors in the future so don't for one second think that oh i'm going i'm going too narrow you know that is fiction i've never met somebody who said, you know what, I wish I could go back and not focus on that one niche. I should have been everything to everybody. Those aren't stories you hear. And I talk to hundreds of agencies. All you hear is, man, we we chose to work and do some projects in this particular niche. We should have done this years ago. That's the only thing I hear. Uh, (laughs) So the other thing you said is about classes. Like when I when people say productize or create products, they immediately think classes. They immediately think completely hands off. But that's not that's one example. But it doesn't really accomplish what what I think people are trying to accomplish, which is recreating the experience of you. Because when you consult with somebody, you do more than just teach concepts, right? You help them think. You help them create plans. You help them create. Um, Consensus in their organization, motivation to change, you do a lot of things besides teach them, and a lot of these online classes that are charging $300, dollars they 're worth about three hundred dollars because all you 're doing is teaching them you 're not inspiring action they don 't walk away with an actionable plan as they would if they were working with you as a consultant so you know when I, when I look at product ties, it means that you can solve a particular problem for a client going through the exact same process in the exact same amount of time, there are no variables. You, you have eliminated the variables. You've ironed the shirt that is, uh, that is your service. And when you do that, you can easily hand off the walking through of that process to somebody else if you'd like. There are plenty of business models like that. Sales consultancy is a perfect example. Rather than hiring people, they certify somebody in their process. That certified individual goes around the world delivering workshops or the consulting practice. And the IP company that bears the name of XYZ sales
0: consultancy gets
1: 60% of the profit. That's so, digital scalable resilient.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so looking at some of the other avenues like licensing and like... Not just training your customer, but actually training other people to go out there and do what you do, and getting leverage out of that. Not just somebody buying your course and consuming it at three in the morning. Was there a question there? <laughs> I was just reflecting back, and then you were going to keep going, and then I was going to keep going, and um, that was yeah, how that was- yeah,
1: yeah. No, the old volley. Yeah, uh, you know, um, it's really interesting because you know all these companies are having problems because their employees are going to the gig economy. I kind of, my business career started when that was already happening. So some of my initial experiences in business were my worst, or sorry, my best employees leaving. And those are some of the worst experiences I'll ever have. Uh, Personally, you know, being hurt, having put so much energy and love into the people that I'm working with. And what I realized is the the people I really wanted to work with are self-motivated, self-organized. I don't have to babysit them. And they're out there in the freelance gig economy. They got their own personal brands. They command their own value as such. But I provide something that would make their personal business a heck of a lot smoother. So I started to look at these people as like upside down employees. They're employees, but you don't pay them benefits. And the only money exchange is them paying you. They're like employees that only pay you. If you get that value exchange, my role to these employees is to give them intellectual property, to give them a process that they can't screw up, that's validated in the marketplace. And I sit here uh, making sure that that's the best process possible. They do what they do best. They market themselves. They attract customers. They deliver the process. That's a heck of a relationship. And that is the biggest market force today. You're either going to be terrified of it and do everything you can. You're going to put snacks out on the tables. You're going to have chocolate bars. You're going to have beers on Friday. All you're doing is is ignoring the fact that the job you've created for these people sucks. And one day they're going to wake up and go, maybe I want to spend time with my kids and not drive into work. What do I have to do? Not much turn on my computer, fire up Zoom video calls and start talking to my clients. So you're either going to embrace that or you're going to be afraid of it.
0: And, and hopefully here on today's show, people are going to listen to us and they're going to be like, hey, I'm going I'm to embrace this and start the process of getting towards this. Um, well, I don't you, I, you know. I, when I listen to this, I'm
1: going to go, wow, you sound really opinionated. <laughs> but the reason I'm opinionated is because you know, if I'm wishy-washy about this, nobody listens. Of course, that, of course, this, you know, mentality and this path is not right for everybody, which is why I spend an awful lot of time talking to, interviewing, researching, and finding people that really want to accomplish a balanced lifestyle. They're not in it to make millions and millions of dollars, they're trying to make a lot of money such that they have freedom of money and they can put their personal life first. And, uh, if that's your goal, then you know I see eye to eye with a lot of people, and it's kind of fun to joke about the trials and tribulations of everybody that hasn't found that.
0: So I I apologize and also don't <laughs>
1: apologize all at the same time.
0: Uh, you apologize and you unapologize. That was that was perfect, right? So we're, this we're is back me to screw being up. less
1: opinion. This is me being wishy washy. This is me being politically correct. I am both sorry and not sorry.
0: <laughs> so look. <laughs> So like, let's, let's take the generalist, for example. Uh, this will kind of be my last little thing before we, we wrap up and go into lightning round. You know, a lot of people that are generalists are dealing with a lot of clients on a lot of different industries, a lot of different places. Their, their, their expertise spans a lot of different areas. And so like when I'm working with people, this comes up all the time. It's like, where do I focus, right? You mentioned earlier uh, that people didn't, you know, nobody ever says that they focus too much. But I also get a lot of resistance from people to identify where in that whole string of spaghetti is like the thread, right? The, the the one piece that ties it all together that should be like their main thing or their starting point. So any insight to help somebody kind of separate the wheat from the chaff in terms of their current process or methodology, like how to find out what the most valuable thing that they could offer the marketplace in intellectual property or in some type of a uh, scalable residual type business like where do i start if i do so much right now yeah so step 1 is focus it is not
1: an easy question but it is the question don't even think about intellectual property think about think about where you can focus and i i picture like same amount of effort you punch a wall nothing happens to the wall i i would you know my hand like crumbles when i punch a wall i'm not a big guy so you know i know a lot of you can punch through walls but imagine punching a wall and nothing happens And then, you know, sharpen the pencil, take out a knife, take out a a pinpoint, you use the same amount of effort, you hit that and the wall goes straight through. So that's what we're doing here. We're sharpening the pencil, we're putting all of our creative energy and creative juices into a much smaller pin needle so that we can effortlessly do all the things we want to do rather than pounding our uh, fist against the wall. So, you know, I'll have to go back to the drawing board on that analogy, but I think you know what I mean. So the way that you find what is most valuable, your most valuable contribution, it's like, I think it's called a Venn diagram where you got the three circles and there's a little thing in the middle. So- Venn, yeah. Yeah, Ven, right, thank you. I obviously did not choose to focus on whatever <laughs> practice it is that Venn diagrams came from. Anyway, so you have one, uh, one piece is you personally. What are your What are your skills? What are your passions? Uh, what do you like to do? What are you good at? What do people tell you you're good at? Y- you personally is one thing, and then you got to think about all your customer experiences. Think about your best customers. Think about your worst customers. And I make a little chart, and I think about the best and worst customers from a financial, a strategic, and a personal standpoint. And then you know you you think about you think about your customers, and then finally you go to your products and services, and you go to your products and services, and you say, all right, well. You know, which ones am I delivering today? How much am I charging? How long does it take? And how scalable is it? Like, it, it, what is the marginal cost of delivery? And what I've found is that everybody deep down has a special thing for one of the things that they're doing. And just by taking an hour out of your day, uh, have some quiet time and give yourself permission to identify that single most valuable business process, the combination of your ideal customer, the buyer within that customer account, and the product or service uh, that that you feel best about, you're going to look at a potential option to focus on. And the good news is that 90% of the value comes from committing to focus. Only 10% comes from picking the right thing.
0: That was exactly what I was looking for. So I, you know, for those of of you that are not driving out there, you could have drawn that, you know, Venn diagram, that model, uh, the personally, uh, the stuff you're personally passionate about, the customer experiences, good, bad, the ugly, all that stuff, plus your products and services. And right there in the middle uh, is what Max is saying is kind of your sweet spot. So look at at least an option, a starting point to say, hey, maybe this is where I should start this process.
1: And you know what, Brent, I'm okay. I'm okay with everybody choosing the wrong thing to focus on. I'm 100% okay with that because their lives are going to be changed forever. Their lives are going to be changed forever because once you focus on something, you'll never go back. You'll get the the efficiencies from delivering a service to clients that look exactly the same. The learning that you get from delivering the same thing over and over. The administrative burden of, oh, what's this client doing? What's that client doing? What's this client doing? Uh, uh, Everything, you know. It's so complex. The variables are incredible. Uh, where do you look for customers? That's a huge question. And, and when you're working in a particular industry, that's not a question. They're at the industry event that happens twice a year, and it's over here. they They sit right there. You know, you can look them up. There's a list of these people. So if you do focus and you commit to that focus for a year, you will not only cure yourself of the disease of not focusing you will learn all the things that that you need to be successful in a particular niche uh, or practice area. Now, I focused on the wrong thing twice now. I'm on my third rendition of a digital scalable residual product model. But I've cured myself of those two choices and I've cured myself of not focusing. So now I really, the third time around, I feel like I've got something that I will forever wake up and be passionate about teaching people this this gift w- that I was given—the digital, scalable, residual mindset. I don't intend to retire. I tend to make money while I sleep when I'm no longer able to get out of bed.
0: Well, I can tell you from my personal experience, you gurus is 13 for me. So congratulations <laughs> yeah. on getting there in three. Uh, that's that's awesome. So I've I've taken my our. our, our Uh, our community through my 13 iterations at at one of our conferences. Uh, Max, this has been super insightful. Uh, I hope our uh, listeners have gotten a lot out of not just the idea of productization, but also about intellectual property, licensing, uh, thinking about this from those three things of digital, scalable, residual. I think that's a fantastic kind of three things to plant in our our listeners' ears. Are you ready for our lightning round? I have no idea what that is, but I'm excited about it. (laughs) It means... The answers are smaller and shorter. Uh, good, perfect. Which I should probably coach everybody on because sometimes I say it's lightning around time, and I ask the question: Do, do I get one word or like two <laughs> words? What are the rules? A sentence. A sentence. Do I draw is good. a picture? A word? Do I draw a, a picture and hold an, up one of those? Somewhere between <laughs> right. a word and a sentence is okay. A okay, place. a I'll word Placed. A sentence. All right. So uh, first question is: What is the best advice you've ever received? Be yourself. Which of your personal habits has contributed most to your success? Thinking. You said thinking? Thinking. It's a habit. Okay. I was like, are you thinking about it or it's a habit to think? No, right? no. Yeah, no. It, the answer, yes. Uh, what is thinking for 500? <laughs> Can you share an internet resource, a tool or app that you use like Evernote or Trello that you think uh, our listeners would find valuable? Beerswithmax.com that's
1: uh not your it's own it's self-serving i know that's me that's you asked for one answer though and that's what came to mind
0: uh, another tool or app that you use um, that you think okay I was fine
1: financial. read this book the business of expertise there by david go. c baker read it it's 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 38 and if you don't get a, a million dollars of value in it i i can't help you
0: and yeah uh $38 or just have David Baker on your podcast and he will send you a free copy. I uh, did talk to him yesterday, yeah. What? Speaking of books, what book would you recommend and why? Uh, the Business of Expertise because you, <laughs> when you read
1: it, you will realize that you can create a business out of your expertise. Uh, oh, also, um, uh, Industry Transformers by ooh. Dan Sullivan. It is I, six stories, six stories and completely random industries of people productizing their intellectual property, selling it to their competitors and making millions of dollars.
0: Very cool. I have not heard of, obviously I've heard of Dan Sullivan, but I've not heard of that book. So great recommendation. I'll add that to my list as well. So, and Max, how can our audience find out more about you? Is there anything that you have that they can check out? Max at
1: maxtrailer.com or you could go to maxtrailer.com, t r a y l o -r 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 r and click on blog, and you'll find a ton of interviews with people that are a heck of a lot smarter than me in sales and marketing, and they're sharing their stories of their intellectual property and their money-making machines, and I'm just a student of their brilliance. So join me in my quest for learning and add it to your uh, podcast dashboard or whatever you do.
0: Very cool. Well, we will definitely link out to your website and also your email address, max at Max Trailer dot com that's m-a-x-t-r-a-y-l-o-r.com if you guys are on the road or jogging or biking or doing whatever and listening to this and don't have a pen and paper go to our website you forward slash podcast click on max trailers episode and there will be detailed show notes takeaways links to all the amazing resources that max dropped on us today in today's episode. So check that out, yougurus.com forward slash podcast. Max, thank you so much for stopping by the program today.
1: Thank you, Brent. I had a lot of fun. hope I didn't offend too many people. Thank you.
0: Great program. And thanks again, Max. That is it for our show for this week of the digital agency show. Stay tuned each and every week for more great content coming at you to help you uh, grow your digital agency so you can achieve freedom in your business and life. Until then, I'm Brent Weaver. Thanks again for tuning in to the Digital Agency Show. Before we close out, I wanted to check in on your answer to my question from the beginning of the episode. Are you stressed out, cash crunched, fed up with your business? Now, if you feel this way, you might think that you have a lead generation problem. Maybe that it's the area you live in or that this market has gotten too competitive. Maybe you think that your business can't be turned around. And I want you to think again. In my many years of experience, I can tell you now, it's something much deeper that you're likely not even aware of yet. It's like a client who says they need a website, Facebook ads, or a mobile app, when they don't even realize it's a deeper challenge that's blocking them from success. Now, if you'd like to find out what your deeper challenge is, then I wanna invite you to apply for a strategy call where we're gonna dig into those underlying issues in your business and get you moving forward like never before. The aha moments that you're gonna have will shift the way you think forever, and you'll finally get the answers as to why your business hasn't taken off. The number one most important decision to rapidly grow your business starts by booking your YouGurus strategy call today. Go to ugurus.com slash apply to start the application process for this free call. Once again, go to ugurus.com slash apply to get started. Thanks again for tuning in. Join us next week for another episode of the Digital Agency Show.